entrepreneurs so on born that brew. You are now listening to the Entrepreneur Podcast with your host, Adam McChesney. Let's grow. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Adam McChesney, and I want to thank you for being here. Today, unfortunately, we're not live from Half Coast Studios, but actually at my house. Just got back from a long trip to Nicaragua and uh, came back with COVID. So doing it and making it happen from the house here today in the office. But as always, thank you to Half Coast for their amazing setup and sponsoring the show. If you are looking to start your podcast or take your current one to the next level, then you definitely need to check these guys out. Contact them today for a free consultation. And if you're listening, please be sure to subscribe to the show and leave us a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. We would love for you to share this on social media by tagging me, and this way we can get this incredible content out to more people. Today's guest is a fellow member of the Apex community, which many of our guests are uh, or have been on. He is one of the first people that I actually met at my first Apex meetup back in October of 2020. And since meeting him, he has become a best international best-selling author, Apex executive coach, and opened up an insurance training academy. My guest today is Brian McKittrick. Brian, welcome to the show. Hey, awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, excited to uh, hop on here with you today. Um, you know, always uh, great to connect with people in the Apex community, but remember back to my first Apex event in October 2020, you were the, one of the first people that ever said uh, hey to me. And I remember, because I still have it here at the house, is the cup. With oh, my yeah. name. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, man, you know, just a, an amazing, you know, person, but someone that always goes out of their way to help others. And, uh, you know, things like saying hi to me when I knew no one, a gesture of uh, obviously getting the guest list before that event and, and taking care of people with cups. I just thought that was amazing, man. So I, I always uh, thankful for that, but really excited to have you on here today. Cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. The, uh, the entrepreneur group was a, was a fun group. I um, think the next month, me and Mike Claudio both upgraded to the executive group. Uh, but I remember the entrepreneur group when I was in there, that, that's a fun group. Actually, Stuman says that's his favorite level of the exec, uh, of the Apex community because those are the ones that just, you know, kind of starting and building their own thing before they go to, you know, having a full staff and everything. So, yeah, yeah, that was a fun, that was a fun meeting. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and excited to have you on here today to talk about your entrepreneurial journey. Uh, so just for our guests, those that have either listened before or listening for the first time, we like to compare the entrepreneurial journey to that of the beer brewing process uh, within, you know, what they've overcame and, and kind of their story. So, Brian, to kind of start us out here and talk about some of the history and things like that, give us an idea of where you're at right now and kind of what you do and what you're involved with and then we'll work our way back from there sure yeah um i am uh so i've got uh, an insurance marketing um you know platform called insurance of texas so that, that's primarily where i get my you know, organic reach through social media and primarily heavy on facebook groups networking groups uh but, but i do have i am, am a, a divisional leader within an agency and that agency is called health guys we're, we're set up nationwide 80 agents and um, we offer, you know, health insurance primarily, life and Medicare for the entire country. So, um, so I, I really kind of, you know, set myself up to be 
really an educator within the insurance space. So not only as a, as a team leader, uh, I wrote a sales book last year called It Ain't Rocket Surgery. And I've worked in the insurance, uh, insurance masterminds, insurance groups uh, to be an education in that space. No, that's awesome. And, and uh, I know I've seen, you know, all the different things that you have going on um, for a lot of our guests. You know, it's always trying to to understand where they need to be spending their time. And, and I would say you definitely are, are one of the people that I look up to when it comes to time management and jug- juggling projects and things like that. So I think before we kind of get into anything else, sure. talk to us about how how you're able to juggle all of those different things and obviously still have time for things outside of uh, the, that work uh, environment as well. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So um, I've, I've been working to continually uh, refine my schedule and my day. Um, so I added a personal mentor at the beginning of the year. Uh, within the Apex community, we, we talk a lot about, you know, kind of a full scope, but it is a business first community, like a lot of masterminds are business first. So um, at the end of last year, I had gone through a year being coached by an apex executive coach and then became a coach myself, but I felt this kind of gap on the personal space. So I went and um, at one of our meetings in January, uh, when a man that, that spoke with us, I just kind of felt some kind of a grab between us. And I asked him, you know, if he does one-on-one stuff. So about two or three weeks of talking back and forth, he agreed to start working with me. But in that, that approach there, we re, I really sought to refine my personal goals, things like, you know, faith, family, uh, really dialing in on my fitness. I have a personal trainer in another Apex member, Mark Zalmanoff, but my personal mentor is a former NFL player. So I, he's able to speak to some, able to speak to some of the, uh, the fitness pieces as well. So I really took a hard look at my schedule and, and set my day up early. Uh, currently, I'm reading Ed Milet's book, and chapter four is about, he talks about time management. I just finished that this morning. And ironically enough, he's talking about, you know, really refining your day. He actually talks about it in three, three days. So take your day and divide it into three separate increments. And that's exactly what I've already been working on. So it helps to kind of, uh, you know, continually refine that piece and get more dialed into, okay, from five to 10 a.m., that's the heavy personal stuff where you hit the gym early in the morning, you're making sure you're reading, you know, whatever faith of the Bible or whatever faith you have, getting your proper fitness, proper nutrition to start the day. My middle of the day, 10 to five before I leave the office is my work time. And ideally I get all of that done. That way, when I get home at six, I'm not bleeding office, you know, office requirements, uh, you know, Per, uh, things that should have been done earlier in the day for business. I, I love that. It's a, that's definitely a, a great setup you have going on. And, and it's awesome to hear that, you know, obviously you, you had the self-awareness and recognition to be like, Hey, there is still an area to improve because you know, you're operating at a very high level, but we're kind of refining and retuning to make sure that you're, you know, doing what you need to be doing and still having time for everything else. Yeah. And I think another part is um, I don't see a separation in my days for I have certain things that I have reoccurring every week, like my mentor call is every Wednesday at noon. I've got monthly calls with other people, but uh, I don't sit there and say, well, Monday's all insurance, Tuesday's all coaching. I don't do that. Uh, My schedule is 10 to four. Primarily, I'm available for, you know, stuff weekends here and there or late night stuff if it's a, if it's an appointment that I have to make. But um, I don't go 
well, it's Tuesday and you want to have a call with me, but I do my coaching on Thursday. I don't do that. So it's literally every hour I schedule as much as I can as on the hour if possible. But that hour is dedicated to that one appointment. If I don't have an appointment, I do a task in that hour. So it, you know, like I, I, I had a conversation with a lead vendor at, at 11 and we're, we're on the call at 12 at one I'll have a client call. So, you know, I don't sit there and go, well, I can't talk to you today, Mr. Mr. Johnson, because I only sell insurance on Wednesdays. So I don't do, yeah, I think it's hard to do that. I think some people start to get some frustrations. Yeah, no, I appreciate you kind of going into that process as well. <clears throat> Definitely makes a lot of sense. So the next aspect that we'd like to talk about is key ingredients. So within great beers, great beers are made from great ingredients. What sure. are three things that have made you successful in your entrepreneurial journey thus far? Uh, I think the support of family would be the first one. So um, I was in the retail space for about 12 years, retail management. I actually first, first licensed in insurance in 2005, but I only did it kind of part-time, if you will, until 2015. So I was actually managing retail stores and, you know, I got met my wife, not met, but started, my wife and I started dating in 2008. We got married in 2010 and, you know, we had, you know, retail roles. We had salary, whatever it was, it was very easy going in terms of, we, we knew what money was going to come in routinely. Now you can't, it's hard to scale that though. So when I went, sought to get out of retail in 2015, because of the toll it was taking from an hourly standpoint on my family, it was making sure my wife was on board. Then we started our own LLC in 2017 for tax purposes with the insurance money. So that was one part, having her on board. Uh, my father-in-law was a great advisor and support when I first got going. So family, I think is involving family would be the basis of it. My son is very interested in what we do. He might be the first kid ever who really does want to be an insurance agent. <laughs> usually, usually if you're in sales, like, you know, insurance, real estate, car sales, you probably wanted to be, a, you know, something else growing up, you know, for me, it was a baseball player or even a ninja. Some guys want to be in the army, but if you, if you're a salesperson, it's very likely you wanted to be something different. It didn't work out. Um, but that, that was number, that was a number one for me. And I've always had good uh, people advising. The second one would be like a mentorship. I had people in my life that were good advisors in the retail world. Um, but for the first couple of years in insurance, I had people that I looked up to and people that were in the agency that was support there. That was good, but I wasn't involved in any kind of mentorship coaching perspective. So when I um, got into the apex coaching program in 2020, 2020 um, it was, it was a good experience to get first get into that realm. Since then, I made sure to have advisors in my world. So I have a personal mentor. I have a marketing coach that I work with once a week. I have people in the business sector. So I've got a business, specifically insurance is where he's in. We talk once a month. I just got off a phone call yesterday with a pastor and he and I will start talking once a month. So then I got the spiritual side, so someone who's older than me. You know, my personal mentor is also very spiritual, but we're more the same age. So we're more like brothers. So I've got, you know, a brotherhood type thing within business and personal. And I have those other advisors in the other parts, you know, a personal trainer for fitness, spiritual advisor, that kind of thing. So that was a B, but those are two big ones, family involvement, mentorship. Um, and then other than that is just learning, continually to be a learner. Uh, I think you and I, we talked about this when you first started at the beginning of the year, you're reading a book a week and so am I. Um, I think I'm going to down tune that next year. I think probably 
36 books a year versus 52 might be a little better because we can digest more, but at the same time, it's just having that good input. No, that's awesome. Yeah. And I, I would agree with you there. 30, 36 is probably more the ideal realm after doing it myself and, and kind of being able to digest. But I, I love how you talk about that family aspect in, in, in combining that with the mentorship and the continuous learning aspect. I think people think once they get to a certain level or they've reached a certain tier of dollars in their business or that they're taking home, that they're, they're kind of set. But as entrepreneurs, we always are trying to push the envelope. We're always trying to get to that next level. And if you try to stay doing a lot of the same things that you're doing right now, it's not going to work out. Right. So I love that. I love that continuous learning aspect for sure. Yeah. You bring in input of, you know, you see, a, it's cool to see a speaker like, I, a, a million dollar mastermind, the, the big event that Stuman puts on once a year. That was the first time I'd seen Ed Milet. So reading his book right after was, or shortly after was, was a really cool aspect. Um, but it's great to get excited by see a speaker then, but continue, continue to follow up on what you heard and your notes from seeing those things is another aspect of it that helps for learning. Oh yeah, I absolutely agree. The uh, so like the next aspect that we're going to talk about today is kind of the brewing process. So within Great Beard, obviously doesn't happen overnight. Talk to us about some of the ups and downs of your journey thus far, and what you've been able to take away from it. Uh, so I I think I've been blessed from the standpoint of my 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 journey is is a, a consistent uptick. Um, hasn't you know. Um, I didn't feel in the insurance world, feel a big drop off in 2020, but I didn't really lose um, clientele per se. Um, you know, we've had you know, just changeovers in the industry and things that happen. But um, for me personally, just because I've, I've had sought people to speak into my life and learn from them and put those things in place, that's helped be the uptick. So when you're coached by somebody, the good, a good, someone who's being coached is someone who is good at being coached. I should say, sorry. Um, is good at taking action on what they've learned. Sometimes it's a direct question like, Hey, like I asked the pastor yesterday about a Bible study plan. He was very directive. Well, here, here's what you need to do. That's consultative type coaching. Uh, sometimes it's just to get you to think differently and open up your mind to seeing something that you're not already seeing. But uh, I have been blessed in the terms of uh, I've built my business and it's grown. Um, I would think also on the uptick what people, when they think they want to scale, is they think they need to start looking at other ventures to scale when realistically, I think you should first start trying to bolt on to the service that you already offer. So like, I mean, you know, being an insurance, I can go from insurance sales to recruiting, to generating leads, to insurance education, and still live in that same umbrella and still be known for insurance as opposed to the guy who one day he's selling houses, six months later, he also is you know, offering software solutions another six months later, all of a sudden he's offering lending. It's like, none of this makes any sense. It's not connecting the dots. No, that's, that's great advice. I, I like how you talk about kind of staying in your, your realm or your zone of genius, if you will, because a lot of times, like you said, people will be successful in one area. And, and I've been guilty of this in the past where I'm like, oh, okay, well now I can take something that I know from this and then go start something else. And it's not always a direct correlation and you get sidetracked and uh, it, it can cause a, a whole slew of issues. So really focusing on what you know, you what you know best and, and what mm -hmm. you can scale from there is, is really a great way to go. So I think that's great. A great piece Absolutely. of advice. 
Yeah. So, so, so now we're going to go into kind of the fermentation and conditioning process uh, okay. throughout the entrepreneur. So that's where within beer, it's the part of the process where you wait to see the final result of what a beer might taste like and figure out what needs to be changed in order to get better. Mm-hmm. So what is the biggest lesson that you've learned in entrepreneurship that you would share with an entrepreneur looking to save years worth of mistakes? So, um, I, I think the one that sticks out the most is uh, there's a book by a guy named Gary Keller called The One Thing. And uh, Pastor Keith Kraft also talks about this. Let me pull my thing out here. I'll show you. This is an exercise that I did with uh, through his book, but also um, Gary Keller mentions it in his. So the idea of the one thing is your talent focus that would make the most difference. So Gary talks, Gary Keller talks about um, what's the one thing that you could be. So he, he calls it a domino effect. So if you were, if you were to stack dominoes and, but every domino was 50%, got 50% bigger as you went up, you literally could stack all these dominoes together and the first domino sized domino could actually have the power to knock over the next one, the next one, the next one, the next one, even to something as tall as Mount Everest. Like it literally could just have that same power. So what you're doing now has a compound effect later on. So what he talks about is you have, so you set these goals, you have 10 year goals, five year goals, even an annual goal, but take that goal down to as something as short as today or even by the hour. What's the one thing that I can do at this moment that will make an impact later on. So how does appearing on a podcast, either my own, you know, having my own podcast or appearing on a podcast like yours help one of my goals? One of my goals is to be an educator within an insurance. So you have listeners in your, you know, that listen to your show that are in a vast array of of industries. One of them could be insurance and that can make a connection that might start something later on. So, What's one thing that you can be doing now every hour that's going to attack one of your goals? Now, the cool thing is that also helps you to focus on something that you would not be doing. Like we all see these opportunities that come across Facebook pages or our friends or something like that. It's like, okay, like I'm very, you know, I like the idea of, I see a lot of people making money in real estate, but I'm not going to stop what I'm doing to learn to go flip houses because it doesn't fall within my channel. But if I want to make money in real estate, I might just go, okay, I have friends who have syndicate funds and just invest in their funds and earn it passively. So that, that's another thing that people can get confused of. They see these shiny objects called shiny object syndrome. And they're like, okay, I want to do this. I want to do this with Forex and crypto and all these things. It doesn't really fall within your wheelhouse. So reading that book, The One Thing by Gary Keller, really helped fall in line. Um, Keith Kraft's book, Your Divine Fingerprint, he talks about genius. I, I've, I've always had the firm belief that there's something that each person in the world can do very, very well. Like they have a talent at something you might, and in, you very well could be using your talent. Maybe you're not, you know, we see people in like professional sports, they are hundred percent using their talent, but maybe some barista at Starbucks is an incredible artist. We don't know because he's not using that talent yet, but um, Keith has an exercise and he talks about genius. What's something that you do incredibly well, a superpower, something that you do very well, competency, you're doing it. Okay. But can get better a weakness, which is something that's hurting you, but you can fix it. 
and then what I, I added one more called your vulnerability, your backdoor, what's your potential for loss? So for me, I think my genius is educating others, which is ironic because I didn't go to college and I was not a great high school student either. But um, I think I've done a great job of educating people. When I wrote my book, it's it's sales written from an educational standpoint. It's, and it's designed to be fun. Um, my superpower, what I'm good at, I think I'm good at simplifying concepts for other people to understand it, really boiling things down to the very, very simple. Um, the two things that I'm working on from a competency is getting be a better presenter and a better speaker. My weakness, if you will, that I need to make sure I can get up to at least to an adequate stage is discipline. Um, I don't think I'm naturally a very disciplined person, but what I've done to fix that is have mentors and accountability people that I know that they're watching over me. For instance, I know if I don't mark my workout in the morning, my trainer, Mark Zalmanoff, be like, hey, I didn't get your, or you, at least for the week, he'll check in and be like, hey, how are things going? You didn't work out on Tuesday. You didn't do this on Thursday. So I know I got that accountability. I have accountability partner. My mentor is not going to let me, you know, do something out of integrity or out of character that doesn't fall in line with what we're doing. So that's a way for me to shore that up. Yeah, that's a, that's a great exercise. And I also love how you tied back some of the, you know, the areas of opportunity, I like to call them slash weaknesses and what you're doing to be able to get you to make that an adequate feature in your life or an adequate skill set by tying it back to those mentors and, and tying it back to a personal trainer and things like that. So I think that's amazing. The, uh, the last piece that we'll talk about here is the distribution within the beer brewing process. So that's obviously taking the beer to market and selling it. So you have some amazing projects and things that you're working on right now. But talk to us about what's next for Brian uh, in the coming years and what you're going to be focused on moving forward. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So um, and we have an education from licensing perspective. I do. I would like to expand that to be sales training. The only downside is the states do not allow, which is the, the most ironic thing. So education in the insurance space, where they require for continuing education, but it's only basic skill, basic information. Um which is ironic because the biggest gap, in my opinion, is good service and good sales skills, but you can't have education. So it would be a paid service for that. So that's an expansion area we want to do. Uh, and then for me to be involved in more um, mastermind and be on more stages. So, you know, we'll continue to grow as an agency uh, and put people more in there. Um, and I want to at least be involved somewhere, probably at once a month. Like I was, I spoke in June at a mastermind in Vegas, a, a friend of mine, he had me come in and that was a very intensive small group, high ticket mastermind piece for insurance agents. And then in late July, I speak with, um, the 8% nation, which is the largest insurance group, uh, in the nation at the one in Dallas, I, I'm teaching there at that. So that, that, that's a capacity I would like to do more, uh, get on more stages. It's not just insurance specifically, but you know, anybody commission sales is sales. They might commission sales and benefit from that. So that that's my, um, my growth trajectory, if you will. I'm also, um, uh, I write for Forbes, I write for entrepreneur and we'll, we'll be adding more publications. Um, as of this recording today, i I hit entrepreneur that that came out today. That's awesome, man. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah thank you. 
Yeah, no, I'm excited to kind of see where you take off in terms of getting on more stages, getting in front of more people, sharing your story, education, and especially stuff around sales. I think uh, a lot of people can utilize that stuff. Excited to see you have that impact. And uh, lastly, man, just really appreciate you taking some time to to come on the episode today. Any last pieces of advice that you'd like to leave with our audience in terms of uh, things that they might be able to take home? Yeah, I I think... um distraction is what, what kills people the most. I think you, you keep the main thing until you can replace the main thing with something else. Um, you know, it was a bit of faith for me to jump into leaving retail, having a salary and jumping into commission insurance, but I hit the ground running and generate generated a six figure income in the first year because I, I had to replace that amount of money, uh, that we were, we were earning um, on the retail side. But, um, don't let distract distraction could, is the thing that pulls people away the most. So you can allocate, you can't get caught up on balance. There's no way that you're going to be able to spend exactly eight hours with family because you spend eight hours at work, you know? So you have to find a way to be intentional and the, and, but what pulls away from intentionality is distraction. No, that's a great last piece of advice to uh, to leave our audience with. I definitely appreciate that. Yeah. Appreciate everything that you shared on this episode today. Uh, where can people find you, whether it's uh, social media, uh, a website link, things like that? We'll put that in the show notes for you. Yeah, thank you. So um, social media, it's Brian with an I. McKittrick is spelled M as in Michael, C-K-I-T-T-R-I-C-K. I have a website of the same name, brianmckittrick.com. It has links to if you want to know about insurance stuff, my book, as well as connecting on social media. Awesome. Well, we'll have that in the show notes for our guests today. Brian, thanks for coming on. Yep. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And I want to thank you again for tuning into the podcast to our guests. Please be sure to subscribe, download, and share our content. Leaving a five-star review goes a long way. And thank you, as always, to Half Coast Studios. If you're here in St. Louis and looking to start your podcast, then you seriously need to come check out what they have going on. We'll see you all next week. And remember, entrepreneurs aren't born, they are brewed. I'm an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurs are born to prove. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneur Podcast with your host, Adam McChesney. Let's